0: There is no name like the name of our God, because there is no one like our God. The many divine names used in Scripture reveal His perfect nature. Let's open the Word of God today with Scott Pauling and learn more about the name.
1: We come today in our study of the name, the name of our great God, to a book that, frankly, most Christians stay away from. Now, it shouldn't be that way because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. But it's a book that, frankly, is pretty deep and people have to study to understand. It is the book of Ezekiel. And I bring you today to the last chapter and to the last verse and to the last phrase of Ezekiel's writing. It's found in Ezekiel chapter 48 and verse number 35. And it literally is the culmination, the climax of what God revealed to Ezekiel. You see, in this chapter, we have a picture of Jerusalem someday. We have a picture of the city of God, of Zion, of what the Lord is going to do. Oh, we have much to look forward to. And after describing it, it describes all the gates of the city and so many things about it and its connection to Israel. We read in Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 35, these words. It was round about 18,000 measures. And the name of the city from that day shall be, The Lord is there. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, what a phrase. The Lord is there. Uh, What is going to make the city so amazing? Is it the gates? The walls, the street, the mansions. No, no. No, the thing that's going to make it great is the Lord is there. Isn't that the great message of all of Scripture? What made the Garden of Eden so special? Was it the flowers and the trees? Was it the animals? Was it the fact that Adam and Eve got to live there without any without any difficulty? Was that what made Eden Eden? No, the thing that made Eden Eden was the Lord was there. What What made that tent, sitting in the middle of the desert, such a powerful place? I mean, honestly, in a place of great need, what made that tent so special? Because at that tabernacle, the Lord was there. What made the temple in Jerusalem such a unique place? And they came from all over uh, the world and all over the country uh, the nation of Israel to worship and to bring sacrifice. Why come to the temple? Because the Lord was there. And what was so special in that stable that night in Bethlehem? What, what was uh, the thing that made angels show up? What was the thing that made wise men take notice? What was the thing that brought shepherds to worship? Was it Joseph? Was it Mary? No, my friends, it was That the Lord was there. Throughout the gospel records, at every twist and turn, what what made things special in Galilee or in Judea at certain times? What what made a household change or a city get transformed? What made people's lives better? I'll tell you what it was. The Lord was there. And then when you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, what is it that makes the difference? Is it you trying harder? working more diligently, turning over a new leaf, being a better man or woman? No. No, rather, it is the fact the Lord is there. The Lord comes to live inside of you in the person of the sweet Holy Spirit of God. What makes it special when God's people get together? Jesus said, where two or three gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. I'll tell you what's special about assembling. It's not just that I'm there or you're there. It's not that your favorite preacher's there or all the people happen to show up for a special meeting. No, it is that the Lord is there. And what's going to make heaven heaven? What will make the new heavens and the new earth and this new Jerusalem so special? Uh, Will it be the the beauty of it all? Will it be the, the provision? Will it be that the devil's not there? No, no, the thing that's going to make it all special is summed up, I think, in the final four words of Ezekiel's writing. The Lord is there. Remember, it is always the presence of God that makes the difference. The thing that makes any place or any time special is that the Lord is there. Now, what is true in the millennial kingdom that Ezekiel is describing here in Ezekiel 48 is also true today. My friend, the thing that will make this day special, the thing that will make this day meaningful is this, that the Lord is there in your life. The Lord is present. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for what? Thou art with me. It might be a happy place you're in today or it might be a sad place. It might be a mountain or it might be a valley. It might be a time of great abundance or it may be a time of great need. But I say to you, whatever place you're living in or walking through today, watch this, the Lord is there. You say, how can you say that? Well, because Jesus said that. He said, Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. He promised in Hebrews 13, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. You see, my friend, if you're a believer, you have the Lord with you at this present moment. You're not just going to be with him someday. You have him with you now. And so let me give you two or three applications of the name, this beautiful name. It is in Hebrew, Jehovah Shama. Isn't that a beautiful thing? You may want to say it, learn it, memorize it, meditate on it today. Jehovah Shammah. Here are some things you should do with the name. First of all, meditate on it. Throughout this day, whoever you deal with, whatever you face, meditate on this thought, the Lord is with me at this moment. The Lord is here. The Lord is everywhere. Uh, you, You cannot find a place where the Lord is not. David said, if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall guide me. So wherever you are today, meditate on the fact that the Lord is with you. Secondly, acknowledge God's presence in your prayers. I think sometimes we come to the Lord asking, 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 and instead we should begin by acknowledging, acknowledging, acknowledging. Instead of coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, I need this, I need this, why don't we begin our prayers today this way? Lord, I just want to acknowledge you're here. I want to acknowledge that right where I'm sitting, right where I'm standing, right where I'm kneeling, you are with me right now. I want to acknowledge your presence. I want you to know you're welcomed here, and I worship you, and I love you. You know what I've discovered? When you begin acknowledging God's presence, he will guide the asking. And frankly, some of the things you would have asked for, you won't need to ask for, because you'll have what you need in His conscious presence. So meditate on the name. Then in your prayer life, acknowledge the name. And then a third application of this name is speak the name to others. Now you may not speak the Hebrew name, Jehovah Shammah. It would be okay to do that. But you can simply say, let me tell you what's changed my life. The Lord is here. Let me tell you what I'm looking forward to in eternity. The Lord is there. Let me tell you what you need. You need the Lord in your life. In other words, this name is a name that brings God near to us and should bring us near to God. Oh, what a name is the name of the Lord who is here. Well, I've enjoyed studying with you these names of Jehovah God. Now, there are many more. We've just scratched the surface. But God willing, we're, we're moving on now in our study We'll move into the New Testament now, to the name. And I want you to see that the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Jesus of the New Testament. Oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself. But Emmanuel, what? God with us. Doesn't that sound a lot like the Lord is there? You see, God's desire has always been to be with His people and for His people to know and use His name.
0: We were told in Acts 4, verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you can place your faith in Him now, and God promises, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We encourage you to listen to all of our studies in this series, and find other helpful tools on our website. If you would like to support this Bible teaching ministry, you may do so at EnjoyingTheJourney.org. Thank you for helping us reach others with the gospel.